In 2020, my life began to take on a whole new direction. I left my corporate life and followed an inner calling. With a mix of fear and excitement, I took a big step forward. And since then, I have been on an inner quest to discover the truth of who and what I am. I share all that I'm discovering on this path of awareness in the hope that my story helps illuminate yours. Join me as we traverse this messy but beautiful human experience. This is Life with Cat Walsh. Welcome back, my friends. It's Kat. This episode is just going to be an audio message. I recorded something earlier today that was just audio, and I was just so taken by how intimate it felt for me because I'm just kind of sitting here kicked back. I'm not um, kind of, you know, self-aware, I guess, of the fact that it's being filmed. I'm uh, just, you know, going through a lot right now, and so in a way... It's, um, it feels, I don't know, what's the word, safer maybe? Even though I always feel safe to be, you know, on camera with everyone. and But I don't know. It's, uh, it feels like I'm just kind of like talking to friends, I guess. Like we're on the phone together. So if you're finding this uh, on YouTube and you're still here, <laughs> knowing that there's no video, uh, what I'd, I guess what I'd recommend is if you got some earbuds... Or, uh, yeah, like headphones, it would be even more like we're just having a little chit-chat here today. I got lots of different little things to bring up, and um, some of it's really good, some of it's difficult, some of it's, you know, life stuff. So um, it's uh, going to be, I only have three bullet points here, and it's probably going to be a little unstructured, so I think I'll just jump in. Um Let's see. So I'm, I'm recording this on, uh, it's Saturday, December 16th. Happy birthday to my niece, Devin. And, uh, I wish I was feeling better right now, but there's nothing like when you're actually in physical pain in the body that, um, it, it becomes quite overwhelming. And, uh, let me take you back a quick second. So I think if you guys have been on this journey with me, you probably know that I had a hip replacement at 22. I was told at 19 that I needed one. And uh, I've had knee surgery. I had my hip replaced and knee surgery before I was ever even diagnosed with anything. I remember the first time when they when I had my knee surgery because it just kept like swelling to such a huge degree that people... The doctors like just didn't know what was going on, doing a bunch of blood tests. Like they would drain. I've had my knee drained, like, I don't even know how many times, 13, 14 times. It'd come right back and multiple MRIs, lots of things like this. And yeah, I mean, eventually they, they couldn't find anything. And so one of the doctors, one of the orthopedic doctors was like, okay, well, maybe we're just not seeing it. And so went in for surgery, um, you know, to get it scoped and that was an extremely painful recovery, even though it was just a scope. And I remember my, the, um, the physical therapist that I went to finally said to me, he's like, I have such a, such a strange diagnosis. And I was like, oh, well, what is it? And he said, well, the, di the diagnosis is abnormal. And I was like, abnormal. He's like, yep. I was like, well, what is that? What do you mean by abnormal? That just means like what? Not normal. And he's like, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Like, that's just, that's not exactly like a medical, <laughs> that's not a medical statement. Like, 
not normal. Okay, cool. You're right. Having your knee the size of a softball, um, where it's so full and painful that you can't walk, is definitely not normal, but they don't know why. And so abnormal, I guess, was just whatever the technical code was for we did surgery and still don't know why it's doing this. And um, this this all began for me, you know, when I was when I was 13, actually, is the first time I remember it blowing up. I had slid into second base. I used to play softball and um, it blew up really big and uh, it, it never stopped, actually. And so in the beginning, we obviously thought it was it was physical, like a physical, like an, an injury of some kind. And yeah, there was just never really anything they could see. And, and what they, the, the biggest indication that it wasn't just physical is that the swelling um, was hot, right? Like it's very physically hot to the touch. It, typically, if you've got any kind of like just a, there's two different types of swelling, right? There's the swelling if you're injured and there's chronic, you know, inflammatory swelling that's really like starting on the inside. And so, yeah, um, it wasn't until I, it wasn't, it's, oh, I'm getting like nervous talking about this because it feels, it just feels very revealing. Um, but it's okay. What do I keep from you guys, right? And it's not, it's not like it's like a super big deal. It's just, I don't, I don't typically talk about this because I've put it on the back burner and I'm wanting to bring it up because... Um, I'm in an extreme amount of pain, you guys. Um, uh, but before I get there, I, um, yeah, so I have a, finally after my hip replacement, I was, I had a hip replacement by the way, before they even knew why they just knew that like all of my, my cartilage was completely gone. My bone was, was not only like, was there like no cartilage left? So if you think of like what a ball, a joint, like a ball, a hip joint is, right? there's a femur bone right and it, it's kind of like a swivel like it's like a circle that's why you can move your leg in kind of like a butterfly right you could just there's just room and it just sits in like a socket well my cartilage had had burnt not only just burned away so it didn't have any of that mobility to move it had been stuck there for so long without it that the the bone of the both the socket and the joint started to grow into itself so it was actually like locked into place I always said that it felt like if you were trying to like bend your arm like sideways, it, like the ab- it felt like that would be abnormal, right? It would hurt because your arm is not supposed to bend sideways. That's what it felt like to walk because the the mechanism of how that joint was supposed to work that just was no longer. It was just mended, mel- melded together. Um, extremely, extremely sharp pain. I did I, the last time when I before I like really. Um, I was told at 19 that I needed the hip replacement. Somehow I told them no. I had just gotten a full ride for softball. And I worked up my whole life to get this full ride. And then to be told my freshman year that you need a hip replacement that was going to take me out of my entire career. I just said no. And it was like mind over matter and a shitload of ugh, Tylenol and Advil. And I'm very lucky that I didn't get an ulcer um, from the amount of just like painkillers I was taking just to like get through and perform, you know, I mean, I'm always like amazed about mind over matter. Um, I mean, obviously with some help of some, some Advil, but truthfully, when somebody tells you like you need a hip replacement already, and then you still play D1 college softball all through it, um, there was a mental aspect obviously as well. And, um, and I refused obviously when they told me about, I needed a hip replacement and, uh, 
I still got a surgery that was didn't do anything and it was the the worst recovery I've ever had. I've never I was screaming. I had to call them in the middle, like in the ER to help me. I've 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 experienced a lot of physical pain um in my life. It pretty pretty continually actually. I just this is yeah, I'll I'll get to this. Um and yeah, I'm like, do I wanna let me just tell you the story. If it's a little long and boring, you can <laughs> you could fast forward. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. Um, just everything. Cause I'm, I'm also talking about it cause I'm actually like open to suggestions right now, um, which will come later, but like, I need help right now. Not, not just like I need help in the right direction and, and help. Like I'm ready to help myself, but, um, yeah. So coming back now, I, I get this like second, this first hip surgery, it was awful and didn't do anything. And then when I was 22, I, I worked at the ESPN X games. I got a job out of that. It was a very physical job because obviously we was at the X games. Uh, I worked in marketing at, at like event marketing and it was all on my feet. And I remember you guys, like I was in the hotel room. It was right out. It was at the end It was like the X games had ended and I couldn't, I was at the elevator and my door was like, you know, let's just say like, it's like four rooms down the hall and I couldn't make it. I was sobbing. I'm sorry. My S's are a little sharp in this right now. So if I very much apologize, I'm hearing the S's like <laughs> sharp for me. <laughs> so apologies. I want to be mindful of your ears. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm coming down the, I see where my room is, but I, I literally, I couldn't take another step and I was just sobbing and crawling to my room because I, I couldn't like get myself there. The, the pain was so like, <laughs> I like indescribable. It would like, it would drop any, like literally any human being to their knees. Cause it's like bone deep. Obviously it is the bone itself. And, uh, and that's when I knew I was like, oh, I'm like fully like, I, I can't walk at all. Like I'm like, just, this is like crippling me straight up. Like I, I can't move anymore. And so I go to my, I get a great hip surgeon. Um, and I remember I like, they did the x-ray. And at this point I was scared that he wouldn't tell me that I needed a hip replacement because the pain was so, um, un unlivable that like th that now I was like more afraid that he was going to be like, Oh, nothing to do here, you know? Um, but he, thankfully he did not say that. And he was like, Oh, you need a full hip replacement and um, you must be in a lot of pain. I just like wept. Oh my God. I, I like cry yelled in the, in the, um, in the office because it just, it's like anybody who's, who's dealing with pain, you know, it's so, it feels so lonely in our body because it's, it's us like, People can, you can be um, compassionate, you know, and empathetic with people, but like no one can ever feel what you're feeling. And it's like very, very isolating in that way. And so just even, even the idea of someone who at least <laughs> on a medical level can understand. Um, anyway, that, that was a, that was a deal breaker. I mean, sorry, a deal maker. That was, 
getting a hip replacement was like the greatest gift I could have ever given to myself at that time because I was so far beyond like holistic stuff, right? Like had I known that my, my, um, cartilage was being like, absolutely like burnt, literally like somebody, it was like my whole body was torching my cartilage for, for however long, you know, maybe since I was like 13, I probably 13 is probably when everything triggered. Um, but because I couldn't see like the same way that my knee would get really, really full, I couldn't see that my hip was just basically also inflamed in the same way. And, um, and so, so yeah, so he did that and it was, it was like night and day, hugely night and day, but I wasn't like fully in the clear because something about my body was still attacking itself. And then a year later I got a knee surgery because of the knee that I was just telling you about fully swollen, didn't know why, same side, left side. Um, and finally I go to a rheumatologist and he basically says that I have some form of undifferentiated spondyl arthritis. Um, that's a very big, that's a big word. I know undifferentiated spondyl arthritis is essentially another way of saying it's in the spondylitis family, but it doesn't behave like any of the typical ones. So most people, if you've ever heard, if that sounds familiar, most people have heard of ankylosing spondylitis. Um, thankfully, I haven't, I don't have any of that, which is, it, it basically affects the spine. Um, what I have is probably more symptomatic of juvenile spondylitis, ankylosing spondylitis, which affects the big joints. But because I'm an adult, they just call it you know, undifferentiated spondyl arthritis, which is, it's doing weird stuff. We know you got a marker and that's that. So they put me on a very strong anti-inflammatory called Enbrel. And, um, I've been on Enbrel for, I don't know, like 15 years basically. And, uh, in the beginning, like Enbrel literally changed, it feels like saved my life, like changed my life to such a degree that I, it was a true godsend for me. I went from barely being able to put, to walk on my knee that was the size of a softball still at this, you know, at this time, uh, and to seeing my kneecap suddenly and being able to finally build muscle around it because I was able to straight, straighten my knee finally. Like, um, it was always in such a high acute stage of inflammation. And, um, so it was amazing for, for a few years. And, I guess mid midway through my body started to kind of catch up with it and the inflammation started to kind of come back. And, um, it was around 27 that I finally realized like diet, I needed to change my diet. Um, and it, it started because I went to Hawaii and I had like all these sweets and sugary drinks. And I, I literally thought my knee was so huge and so much pain. I thought I needed surgery. So I got another MRI. I got a whole other thing again, you guys came back and it was like nothing. There's nothing. And, um, it just, you know, in, inflamed tissue, like you have a, a, you know, bursitis, you've got everything was just like synovial fluids inflamed, the tissues inflamed, like just every inflammation on every level around the knee. And so on the nice part, I was like, okay, so structurally nothing's wrong. Um, this is when I discovered the paleo diet and I did paleo for a while and sure, it helped to an extent. And I was very strict on it. I did the ape version, which is the autoimmune paleo um, diet. 
did that for a while and uh, plus the Enbrel, right? Like, and I was able to get myself at least much stronger and back into a place where understanding like food is medicine. Um, but again, like I was still always inflaming, you know, like no matter how good I was with that diet. And I really, ever since, like, I've been like quite, quite aware of, of what I put into my body. Um, you know, it never, it never, uh, my body kind of like it, it got better, but never just stopped inflaming, you know, like, and, um, I know, God, this is long. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to give you like the whole story, but here we are. Um, but I guess I'm, I'm just saying it maybe for myself at this point, just like getting it all down. Um, it is, a, this is a personal journal style podcast after all. And maybe somebody else is going through something like this. So, you know, you're not alone if you're in pain and dealing with something that nobody seems to be able to fix because that is really, including yourself. <laughs> That's the frustrating part. Um, and so, you know, I started to also look into like Louise Hay style books and trying to understand just energetically right like what does this all mean what is like arthritis because she didn't cover specifically ankylosing spondylitis or any of the spondyl arthritis family which is what I'm in um, but she did cover things like arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis which is also like a sister a cousin of what I have um, and so all of that what she talks about is it's around anger and anger and um, like problems with authority, which is funny because I definitely have had problems with authority uh, my <laughs> pretty much my whole life. I was really I had a really bad temper when I was young. And I really um, when it came to my coaches, like I had a little bit of an attitude and I would work really hard, but like any of my coaches getting down on me or like yelling at me or anything, like I would snap back. I was, I would get pissed at any coach basically that got pissed at me um, for like not playing well or doing whatever. Um, and ultimately it's because I was already like pissed at myself, you know, and I don't know where that came from. The, I don't really know my, my, both my parents, you know, for, for as long as I can remember, have been nothing but support with me, especially when it comes to athletics. Nothing. And, and with everything. I mean, really, like, they, they've never been, like, those, like, hard-nosed parents. You know, when I wouldn't play well, all I remember is being hugged, you know, and never that kind of, like, you should have done better. I always felt that doing my best was enough and like a hug was needed. And, and that's why I feel like I always responded best to that type of coaching. And, and, and when I would deal with like other coaches that deal with fear, um, as a tactic and anger, you know, and like basically shaming <laughs> athletes and things for not playing well. Um, I would, I would be very reactive back to them. Like I wouldn't just take it. I'd be like, fuck this shit. Like I would get very, uh, Yeah. I was a little handful. And, um, you know, I I don't doubt that a lot of that anger has been, like, channeled kind of back into my own body here because I have never 
since I was 13, I've never been able to get this pain under this inflammation really under control. And long, very long story short, my Enbrel, um, insurance things, blah, blah, blah. I haven't been able to get it. They keep denying it. I'm getting a new insurance next year, but there's, I've basically been without it now on and off for like about um, a month and I can barely walk right now. My, my left knee is so huge that it feels like it's crushing the bone. There's so much fluid. It's so hard. It's so hard with fluid that it's like crushing my joint right now. The left is, or the right's doing the same. I can't bend my, I can't even straighten my leg because there's so much fluid that it's actually like maxed out. Like it can't even, there's not even room to like <laughs> straighten my leg. It's um, painful and uncomfortable. And the truth is it's just, it's been scaring me like a lot. I just feel just scared. And like the thing, the thing that like I have been, you know, my favorite thing in the world is dancing and like just being able to like do what I want, like be free, do what I want with my body. And so when I can barely like walk a foot, <laughs> it brings up not just the, the physical pain, but all the fear that comes with it. And, you know, on one hand, I know that like this, the emerald thing is, is temporary. I'm getting new insurance. I'm get, I can get that figured out. But I feel like right now I'm being invited to like figure it out, like really and truly like heal this. And that could be a combination of things. You know, I, I think a lot of people listening might like naturally have that. And I, and I feel like I have this, like, why can't you heal yourself cat? And I would get down on myself that I couldn't visualize myself healing well and that I couldn't energetically like really fully extend the belief that I could heal myself. And I'm, I feel like I have some blocks to my own physical healing. And, um, it's like I can extend the miracle zone to other aspects of my life quite much more easily, you know, like my where I'm going in my life and, and trusting that the universe has got me with like, um, you know, just like make that I'm going to end up where exactly where I'm meant to be and, and, and in sharing. And when it comes to my own body, I can feel this, um, like I, I know that miracles exist within the body. I know it. I've, I've listened to so many stories. I mean, the amount of people that Joe, like that Joe Dispenza and people like this have talked about that have, that have experienced miracles. There's physical miracles happening all the time. So I, I know it intellectually. I know it's possible. And yet there's a part of me that doesn't even prioritize my own healing. Like I don't like it's almost like it feels like work to me to suddenly like sit down and try to get myself into a state of believing. And then I get down on myself and I'm, I'm a little stuck, I'm stuck with this one. And, uh, and I'm, I'm wanting to get unstuck now, you know? And I guess like, let me just put stuck in like past tense. Like I was stuck and I'm wanting to just, invite in like healing on all levels for myself this year. You know, I've got new doctors, I have new insurance and it's like, 
I know we're all our own healers, but what I feel I need is like support for myself because it's like maybe when you've been living in your own body and uh, pain, physical pain has just been such a constant in your life. Like it triggers like so much fear you know, and then it, and it makes, and when you know that there's like a shortcut to at least feeling better, to feeling like you can walk and like, so get on with your life and do what you want to do. Is it great? Is it the best? Is it like, is your body still inflaming? Yeah, sure. But I can like get on and do life. That's my, that's Emerald for me. And so, um, but I know that my body is still inflaming. I just know it. And, uh, so that's been my journey right now is just that, in this now through next year and whatnot is just inviting in like what am what am I missing here for myself physically energetically mentally I've been doing mantras I've been really wanting to see a healer to help me like I don't know if I want to do a mushroom trip and have the mushrooms guide me help me I don't know I really don't so that's that piece. Um, I'll probably not keep all this in. This is super long, but what's next? Um, defining success. Yes, 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 yes. I've been also thinking about, now this is like a totally, totally different thing. And um, I've been thinking about like just what success means, like defining success for myself and asking myself like, what is it to you, Kat? Like, what is success is it all right hang on I need a little break you know what I think I'm gonna take a break I'm gonna do defining success as a different episode I think this is just my episode about like healing that I need to do it just took a lot out of me to even talk about all this um reach out to me if you have any ideas, you know, I'll tell you some of the things I'm thinking about right now is one, yes, I'm going to get a new rheumatologist. I also feel like I want to do like more blood testing and, and things like this. Like also am I just on the now pure, purely physically, right? Like I'm not talking energetic or, you know, spiritually or mentally right now. So just on the body alone, um, I have, uh, what's it called? Um, like I went to a rheumatologist and I stopped there. Basically when I tried Enbrel and it was like a game changer, I just stopped and thought like, okay, that's it. That's all it is, you know? And of course, like my body still would go through inflammation with the Enbrel, but it was just manageable. So I just kind of like put it to the back burner because it wasn't just like forcing me to pay attention to it. Um, but, but I was still inflaming ultimately still with Enbrel. And so the body was still reacting to something in my environment. And, um, I imagine that's also physical, you know? And so I'm like, are there special blood tests that I should be looking at? Is it, you know, heavy metals? Is it toxicity? Is it you know, is I something environmental that I need to be aware of? Like, um, is it simple? You know, like, is it a simple, is it more simple than I think with um, something that maybe I have had like literally all day for my entire life and like, it is uh, a huge no-no for me. Like, I don't know. Um, so 
I guess that's one piece is that I'm going to be talking to my new MD who's going to be, you know, talking to me about specialists. And I'm going to be just kind of like bringing, like doing some research around different reasons why autoimmune flares up the way it does to get the proper blood tests and um, physical testing that I need done to be like, how do I heal this? How do I heal this? What is the root of this? You know, it's uh, it's easy to take the embryo and just feel better and keep going around in life as is. Um, but I would really love to know why my, what, what my body's been talking to me for a long time. I'm ready to listen. So I'm also open if any of you have autoimmune or anything to just let me know. Um, I'm going to put my email at the end of this too. If you want to reach out to me via email, it's the best way to reach me. Um, I'll give it to you right now, actually. my uh, The email you can reach me on is lifewithcatwalsh at gmail.com. Again, it's lifewithcatwalsh at gmail.com. Cat with a K, obviously, if you're listening to this. And um, that would be great. That's one. Also, healing-wise, you know, I don't know. I feel like I want to go to the jungles of Peru and have like a shaman and a medicine woman. And it's, I know when I say that, I feel like I'm just like giving over my power to be like, somebody heal me. But I am, I like, I know that I am my healer. And I also know that I'm in my own way. And I can, and I need support by like, I don't know helping me to get past the logical mind that doesn't believe it's going to do it right like I say this around like lots of things like if we don't believe in miracles like we don't they don't really like happen as much or you know or just like what we believe becomes true and uh and I want to truly like know know it in my bones, know it energetically that I really can heal this inside myself. Um, and that's what I need the help with is that piece is whatever block I have to really knowing that there's a way to heal myself is, uh, what I'm calling into my life right now. And then finally, mentally, you know, I, I haven't, um, really, I, I've definitely done some inquiry around, um, you know, perfectionism and being hard on myself when I don't do well, you know, remembering the first time that I lost a race, how it impacted me, um, not being quote the best at something was really like shocking to me actually when I was seven. And, uh, you know, I feel like psychologically also the, the world that we're born into, you know, I feel like it's very easy for us to pathologize ourselves like pretty heavily and say like, I have to do this and I did this and realizing also like this construct that we have all kind of dreamed up together called society and culture um, is also really um, harmful to us. And uh, when our we've baked into our society that our, our worthiness is attached to our productivity and our worthiness is attached to uh, what we do in this life and how much we achieve and 
we pedestalize winners and we make plaques and we put stars in the ground for special people and um you know special in quotes right and and not not to say that like the celebration of amazing athleticism right or amazing or or artistics and things like that's that's also awesome and it's a it's a trapping right like it's a trapping for us because then I think uh, that feeling of like if I don't achieve then what did I do in this life and uh, so I feel like that's also just now in like that super ego societal thing that um, I would like to drop that mass consciousness if you will from my own being as well and I've been doing a lot of things that's actually what I was about to get into which I'll leave for another um, episode which is just around defining success because I think to really survive not to survive in this world but to thrive it actually is up to us to redefine what success is to us and um you know, understanding, okay, so numbers are important in the most, in the mass consciousness of this world. And how do we not become a slave to that, to, to those numbers, right? And that same trapping. And so it's been a big, bigger level of deep inquiry for me. And I'll make another episode about that in a bit. But I feel like that's where we're at, folks. Big hugs if you are uh, going through anything, particularly physically. I feel you when we're not doing well physically. Like, boy, what they say, health is wealth. Or what it, health, is that right? Health is wealth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, this is like our home, right? The body. Anyway, much love. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'm open to hearing what you guys, uh, what you guys think. And if for what it's worth, if there's nothing else, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys next time.